Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today.
Thanks to Adams, Lindsay Blair, and Sean for that song. Adams found the song for worship, and I really appreciate the vibe of the song, Make Me Cry. There's this reassuring presence that God is with us through it all. Lucas, I learned this week that not everyone listens to the lyrics of songs. So I'm really curious if you do. Do you listen to the lyrics? I think it depends. I I feel... I definitely am more aware of just like the way a song makes me feel and mm-hmm. like the beats associated to it with it. Um, but yeah, I think it depends. Yeah, I maybe I'm just a little too into words and their meanings because I find myself really into the lyrics. And um, on this All Saints Day, there's a few lines that really spoke to me. Like one says, in every soul is the need to grow older, to speed up the passing of time, which I really loved. Hmm. And then there's this other line that says, in every mouth is a word of forgiveness. Uh, and I like that line because it, it makes me think of how forgiveness um, isn't something we can take for granted, but it is offered to each one of us and how that's a gift from Jesus um, and an invitation for us as his disciples that as we're forgiven, we are to turn and forgive one another. Yeah, I like that it's already in our mouths. We just have to speak it. Yeah. It doesn't... Um... It does require something of us, but we're capable of doing it. Yeah. So on that note, let us turn to God in prayer. God, you know, you know that we have messed up. You know that we have fallen short. You know that we continue to look out for ourselves and for those we love above all else. Forgive us, Lord, and help us to say those words of forgiveness. Even as we are hurt, may we be quick to forgive. Hear us now as we pray silently.
Amen and amen. Beloved, hear these words of forgiveness. Jesus doesn't hold grudges. He doesn't let our sin separate us from his love. Know that you are forgiven. You can be at peace. And now for Holy Interruption. Hey, Downtown Church, it's Jan. And Cora. And Asha. The Eberth family has missed everyone at Downtown Church. Things have been crazy these past eight months. We've been adjusting to new schools, new schedules. Everything's different, but we have a lot to be thankful for. We love our church, and it's so glad to have you guys as virtual. At least we get to have a great church and a great community. We love our new school. Yes, the new school has really been fun for the kids. They're getting to enjoy meeting new friends, and it's been nice to have every uh, every week a podcast where we can hear what you guys are up to and have some means of connecting with each other virtually during this time. I hope everybody's staying safe and sane. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you real soon. We interrupt this holy interruption with an announcement. There are bulbs, flower bulbs, at the church today for you to pick up. They'll be in a basket following the 10 a.m. worship service outdoors. And so anyone who wants to drive by on Sunday and grab a few to take home, you can plant them now and then expect them to bloom in spring of next year, reminding us of our loved ones, of the saints that have gone before us. Our scripture today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. Hear now God's word for us today. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And God will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread upon all nations. God will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces and the disgrace of his people God will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in God's salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, may you be present in the speaking and hearing of this word. And may we learn to trust the message more than the messenger. Amen. Title of today's sermon is We All Fall Down. I wonder what the first fall was like. When all the green trees of the world began to disappear and change. And the change was initially good. Leaves of red, of gold, orange, and yellow burst onto the scene and create a stunning display of God's majesty. What was the reaction 
when fall first came? Were they afraid of what had happened to the green leaves they had come to know? Were they wondering why the sun was starting to set so early? Were they simply in awe of God showing up in a bright mosaic of colors? Maybe they did like we do now and took a weekend trip to the mountains and cruised the Blue Ridge Parkway to really take in the fall views. But in this first fall, the colors did not last. The trees who once had green leaves, then had multicolored leaves, then lose their leaves and become barren. From all the external signs, it looks like death has swallowed the world. Days grew shorter, night, darkness, and the cold creeped closer. The first fall would have been scary. It was a big change after all. It was loss that caused the creatures of the world to ask themselves, can I go on living in this new reality? Can I carry on without the comforts, the environment I have come to know? Can I go on with the death I have experienced? These are questions we might have asked ourselves in the past, and Isaiah speaks in a time when these questions are being asked in a time of drastic loss and change, in a time of Babylonian exile where there are no answered questions for the people of Israel. But God speaks through Isaiah and God makes bold promises. God promises a feast for all nations in the midst of famine and exclusive nationalism. God promises to remove all the coverings that keep us divided in the midst of widespread division and strife. God promises to consume death in the midst of very real suffering. And all we have to do is wait. We've got to get through the metaphorical winters of our life. The seasons where the trees feel empty, where loved ones have fallen away, and where the landscape looks vastly different than we wished or remembered. Waiting is easier said than done. New landscapes present new difficulties. But also new opportunities to rely on the kindness and care of one another. Bearing one another's burdens, hearing one another's stories as Christ has called us to do. And friends, that's what we do on All Saints Day. It is a time when the church universal looks back at the saints we know and love. As anyone who has ever lost someone knows, for every death and every entrance of a saint into heaven, 
our landscape here on earth shifts. We might find ourselves asking, how can I go on living without this person, without my life partner, without my child, without my friend, my parent, my grandparent? How can I go on? These people have impacted our lives. They who like the trees of summer and fall have given us shade to rest in, given us the oxygen we need to breathe, provided for us places of safety, of comfort, of joy, of a feeling of being at home. They are the people we love, the people who no longer stand physically present and tall in the forests of our lives. While thinking about All Saints Day, I kept thinking of this particular type of tree. It's called the Douglas fir. Now I'm no tree expert or arborist besides the forestry merit badge I earned back in the early 2000s, but I like to read. And in one of the books I was reading, I learned that the Douglas fir is an evergreen tree common in the Pacific Northwest. In its infancy, it looks basically like a Christmas tree. But give them a few hundred years of growing and they reach nearly 250 feet tall with trunks six feet wide. They stand significant in their environment. But researchers have another name for the Douglas fir. They call them giving trees. Not to be confused with that classic book by Shel Silverstein, they are called giving trees because scientists have discovered an intriguing act that occurs as they near the end of their life. Like with every creature God created, Douglas firs have expiration dates and eventually come falling down. But as they die in one last act of giving, these trees send out all of the remaining nutrients through their roots into the ground. These nutrients are then transported through a vast highway of fungi and then absorbed by neighboring trees. Even as they die, these trees give out life. This tree comes to mind because all saints reminds us how the saints still shape our present. It forces us to be aware of the ways our deceased loved ones still breathe and radiate life into our worlds. Whether it's that one phrase she always said when times were tough. or that song that they would always sing along to in the car and it pops up on the radio on your commute to work. Or the story that keeps passing through generations and the facts just keep getting blurrier and blurrier with every telling. Like the nutrients leaving a dying tree, these memories nourish us, they sustain us. So today, let us give thanks for that life, 
for that joy, for those sacred memories. Let us take time to mourn the loss of the physical presence of those we love and give and receive the care that we need. But let us not forget that believing in Christ and his victory over death, we have faith that our loss is only temporary. That death does not have the last laugh. That our reunion in heaven with all the saints is a promise we can cling to. In the face of death, we rely on God's promises, whether it's from Isaiah speaking in exile or it's from Christ upon the cross or when it, in whatever present darkness or new landscape you find yourself in. We lean on the hope of what the future might bring for us all at the feast, which we have been promised. We all fall down at some point. Death is inevitable. It comes for us, sometimes expected and peaceful, but also unexpected with unimaginable suffering. I cannot preach away the pain and loss that these deaths have brought to this community or to your life. I, you, nor anyone on earth can consume death. But Isaiah tells us that God will. The gospels show us that Christ has. And our lived experiences remind us that those who have died have given us precious life that we take with us and lean on in the hardest of times as we wait for spring and we anticipate the resurrection. We all fall down. But the promise of our God who was not contained by death is that we all will be lifted up, brought to a feast and welcomed by all those saints who have gone before us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Someday when my life has passed me by I lay around and wonder why You were always there for me One way In the eyes of a passerby I look around for another try And fade away Say
Lucas, thank you for your sermon. You're welcome. I really appreciate how you balance the truth we know to be real, that death doesn't have the final say with the reality of our grief for loved ones that we've lost. Um, and I'm really curious, Lucas, what drew you to the end of life of a Douglas fir tree? Can you talk about that? Mm. I love trees. I really think they're pretty cool and um something we take for granted a lot and that they exist all around us and are really intentionally cre- like created to kind of maintain this awesome world. And I was reading a book um, called The Overstory and he talks about these Douglas firs and this one act that they do, how they, how they give life. And I just thought that was a really beautiful image and metaphor for how uh, we're to live our lives and really how Christ lived his life. Mm. You think about like his culmination on the cross and him giving himself as this sacrifice um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just love the metaphor of trees and I think it's really applicable to All Saints Day and the people that we really care about who have died before us. Yeah, and I, I wonder how often it's not until after someone passes that we really take stock of what they've meant for us and we pay attention to like the sayings or um, like you mentioned, the songs that come on the radio, the things that really were unique to that person. Um, and it's almost like a little jolt of life, you know, that's still given to us in memory and remembering them. It's kind of cool. It's cool to think of it that way. Um, I also like to think about like, okay, so birds, they house all sorts of things, right? Like you probably know more than me. What what lives in trees? Um, I mean, like squirrels, birds, fungus. I mean, there's like all, there's like microorganisms that live on these trees. But the cool part is that like, when a tree dies, it, it creates opportunities for new trees to grow. Mm, yeah. Like there was um, in the journals of these guys that were exploring these old growth forests um, in, this was actually in West Virginia, these old um, chestnut forests. They saw all these trees that were hundreds of years old and they were planted in a straight line. And they were like, I don't understand, like did someone plant these? And they realized that um, a fallen down tree creates the perfect opportunity for new trees to grow. Oh, that's cool. And so they grew along the trunk. And, and just how forests um, don't deny that trees die or that plants die, but it all works together. Um, and cool. I think that's really sometimes what we have to do, take a step back and realize that, but mm-hmm. also acknowledge the very real grief 
um, when people do experience death. And it's both and, not an either or. That's right. Well, and I was just thinking about like that squirrel, you know, that had a nest in a particular tree. And when the tree dies, like you do, you have to reorient your whole life. But the squirrel does, you know, mm-hmm. it finds a new spot and life goes on and how that that can be true for those of us who are left behind in the wake of someone's passing. It, it does reorient our lives um, for and for some time. It takes time to figure out, you know, where am I going to grow now? Um, how am I going to grow now? But there's always a way. Mm-hmm. Especially for the people that Isaiah was speaking to, like what a, a feeling of not really having the land that they're used to, not having the right. communities they're used to and the systems. I mean, in exile, we can't really imagine the pain and grief they were going through. That's right. Um, but I think it speaks directly into those who are dealing with loss. Um, and but there's speak, hope. Yeah, it speaks, it speaks a prophetic word and a pastoral word that God um, is with us in the grief. God does not abandon us, but God stays with us and sets a table for us, and we just have to wait to go to it. It's a good message for All Saints Day. Thank you. Let's turn to God in prayer. God, we name together the saints that have gone before us. We say their names. Our mothers, our fathers, our grandparents, our babies, our friends. We say their names out loud. And we give you thanks for the ways that they have given us life, for their memory which lives on in the lives that we lead. As we plant our bulbs, we ask, O oh God, that you would bless them, bless their life, and that we may never forget the truth of our gospel, that death never has the final say. Resurrection does. New life does. So keep our eyes open, O Lord, for the new life that you are giving to us right now and for the nutrients passed on through the saints before us that will nourish us and generations to come. Hear us now as we pray the words Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We now come to a time where we affirm our faith. And Lucas, you actually picked out this affirmation of faith as adapted from a brief statement of faith. Um, would you like to say anything about it? Yeah, it's um, the part of the brief, brief statement of faith where um, we talk about the Holy Spirit. And I think uh, in times that are turbulent, in times of loss, in times of change, I, I just feel grounded in the Holy Spirit and her presence um, in our world and the way um, that the Holy Spirit guides us. And I think some of these words are just really powerful and comforting to me. And I thought they might um, be comforting to this church community as well. Thank you, Lucas. All right, so listen now to these words, these creed, confession of our church. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in the one body of Christ, the church. 
In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of people long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks and to live holy and joyful lives, even as we watch for God's new heaven and new earth, praying, Come, Lord Jesus. Friends, hear this benediction. The loss we experience is very real. But today, let us lean on the fact that so is resurrection. Let us give thanks to the saints who have gone before us, give thanks for the ways in which they still breathe life into our worlds. And in their honor, let us breathe life 
into a world that so desperately needs it. And friends, be anxious for nothing, but pray to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds until we meet again. Go in peace. Amen. A special thanks to our technical team and artists of all forms. Musical composition and vocals brought to you by Lindsay Blair Simmons, Adams Way, and Sean Thompson. Audio mastery by Drew Parker. Make Me Cry by Jacob Collier, Someday by Sugar Ray, and When the Saints Go Marching In by an unknown original author, but made famous by Louis Armstrong. Scripture quoted in the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible and Theological Musings and Prayer brought to you by Lucas Jones and Don Hyde.